0: Did you know the gospel is so very simple? Did you know that? It is very simple. Remember that verse that you see people they plaster it on their chest and on football games at John 3.16 or whatever it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoso believes in Him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Did you know that you were created eternal? Even though your body may die, which it will, unless you're translated, unless the Lord comes back, You will live eternally somewhere. So in our book of Revelation, we're winding this thing down. This is like the 15th sermon in Revelation. You could probably preach 100, but we decided to whittle it down to about 15. But Revelation chapter 20 is where we are today. Have you ever read Revelation chapter 20? If not, read it today. Read it this week. Matter of fact, the enemy does not want you to read that chapter. He does not want this chapter to be read out loud. He does not want this to be read at all. Because this is one incredible chapter that lets us know what's going to transpire in days to come. Isn't it great? I sit at my chair and I, and I pray each morning and like I did you know, for years and, and of course, months ago, I sat there and I said, Lord, I always ask him, what's to come? What's to come? Because he tells me to say that. He tells me to ask him that in Scripture. What's to come? And then that's when he told me, he warned me, he said, James, get ready. So he says, get ready. Get ready for what? What, what? And that's when I had my issue with my brain bleed and all. He, he was preparing me for the what? The future. Was he not? Yes. Just ask him. The gospel is so very simple. And as I looked at this material this week and went through this uh, material and looking at, we're right here. If y'all, do y'all have our little, um, our little timeline? If you got that, it would be great. We are now moving forward. We're out of the tribulation. Thank the Lord, right? We're, we're done with the tribulation. We are done. We are headed in now today. We're going to talk about the millennium. Talking about this time period, uh, right here on our little timeline, the far right, it's almost done, things are almost finished, and the second coming of Christ and then the millennium. And so as I read through this, um, you can't help but read the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38 and 39 alongside. Have you ever read the book of Ezekiel? It is, I mean, all these prophets are just something. Um, They have some great things to say. But if you put them side by side, this Ezekiel 38 and 39 and Revelation 20, it's amazing how the Lord has already planned all this out, this millennium. What is the millennium? It's a thousand-year period of time during which Christ will reign on the earth, fulfilling God's promises to Abraham and his believing Descendants. I like that. Matter of fact, in Ezekiel 38 and 39, I kind of recapped it here in some of my notes. Let me kind of give you a brief little rundown of what Ezekiel's telling the Israelites as they're held in captive in Babylon. Uh, They're there because of the things they did in their past, and so they're there for 70 years, but he's telling them the things that are going to transpire, and it also reflects and tells us of things that are going to happen in the future. And it says this there's going to be a great battle at the end of the age. That's right, there's going to be a great battle at the end of the age, so much so that there'll be so many dead bodies on the ground from this battle that it'll take seven months to bury all of them. That's a lot of people. So what's going to transpire? And how are we going to get to this millennium and this thousand years? Or is it really a thousand years? Or is it just a period of time? Are we in it right now? Or is it coming? See, there's different views on the millennium. And so as we look at Scripture, this 38, 39 in Ezekiel says it's a great battle. There's going to be a great earthquake. All the walls will fall. Mountains will be overturned. There will be great confusion. People will be slaying each other. The populations will be totally affected. Nature will be interrupted. Cliffs will be crumbling. And everyone will know, everyone will know on the earth that the Lord is the Lord Almighty. They will will be bowing down, and they will be saying things, they will be professing Him as Lord and Savior. And so here in Revelation chapter 20, as we read through this today and look through that, we're going to realize that it's so very simple, but yet as we go through this time period, realize that, Him, Jesus Christ, He wants us to realize that we will be living forever somewhere. So looking here at Revelation chapter 20, let's start reading this together and understand from Scripture um, what's happening. So Revelation 20 verse 1 says this, And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven. I wonder who this is, this angel. You think it's Gabriel? You think it's Michael? Or you think maybe it's the angel, maybe it's just the Lord himself. I, mean, I don't know. It says an angel. is coming down from the heavenlies, having the key to the abyss and holding in his hand a great chain. I was reading this week, and I had this one, one uh, theologian, he said he thought that all the demonic spirits are being held way down deep underneath the deepest, darkest area of the oceans. I've never thought about that. But I know they're being held somewhere, those that are really demonic. I mean, there's there's bad ones out there, and there's really, 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 really bad ones. And so they're being held. He's thinking, and you know, we haven't really explored all the deep, have we, in our oceans? I mean, I don't like the oceans too much unless, you know, I go a couple feet in and About it. I mean, you get far out, things happen, and so that's kind of scary. And it's scary out there. Or maybe you're a navy guy, right? Or or you've been on the big boats, you know? And you're no problem. I don't know. I I I seen the movies where the the boats kind of. I don't know. I just scary. That's that's scary. But amazing. Here they are, and he's holding this key to the abyss and holding in his hand a great chain. He seized the dragon. Okay. The ancient serpent, any idea who that might be? We're getting warmer. What does he say? Oh, the devil or Satan bound him for a thousand years. What's it going to be like to have the enemy bound for a thousand years? What's that going to be like? I mean, a thousand years. Now, I believe it is a literal thousand year period. That's a long time for me, it seems like, right? Matter of fact, as I was reading through, Isaiah was like seven, maybe 20 something, and 48. It was talking about how during that time period, that even men will not be getting older as far as in mean, the 100 years is, is young, maybe 203. I'm like, what? And that kind of going back to the old, how old was Methuselah? 960, can you imagine me 960 years old? 960 years old. How you doing today? Just, just trodding through. I don't want to be 900 years old. Do you? That is terrible. My pickup won't make it 900 years. It won't. <laughs> but it's going to make it a few more years. I know that. It better. If not, we'll just drag it across the scales and a couple hundred bucks for a medal and go on. Found him for a thousand years. Well, okay, so some believe the A-millennium, there's an A, there's a pre, and there's a post. The A-millenniast, millennialist, right, they say that they deny the literal reign of Christ on earth. They say, no, it's not going to happen. The millennium really happens between the first and second coming of Christ. So really, presently, we're in that age right now, the Malay say. Or the pre says that it's a literal 1,000 years, the second coming of Christ will occur before the pre-millennium, the millennium, or a post-millennium says, believe the present age will end with a worldwide spiritual revival resulting from the gospel being preached to all nations, and the whole world will be Christianized and brought to submission to the gospel before the return of Christ. It will occur prior to the second coming of Christ. So there's different views on that. I believe Christ comes back. We're gone. Then the battle, and then this millennium. They have the thousand-year period where, what happens during that thousand years? That's a long time. What are we going to be doing? Where are we? Don't we come down with Christ? He's riding the horse. I got my little horse coming along too. Right? What are we going to be doing? Going to each other's house, hey, how you doing? What are we, no, really, what are we going to be doing? That, you know what we're going to be doing? We're going to be reigning and ruling. Oh, my gosh. Reigning. Rain. Why in the world do you think you go through all the troubles you go through on earth? I don't know, Pastor James. It just drives me crazy, though. It's just, just terrible. Have you ever learned anything through your experiences? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Isn't it kind of neat to sit down at the coffee shop with someone that's 110? And you talk to them. And they just, they just, I remember back in 04, 04, you know, <laughs> right? And they tell you about wisdom, just pours out, right? I love that. I love, my sons love that. They love getting around old guys. They love hanging around old guys. They just love it. They just want to hear they got to say. Do you like to be taught? I do. And they just, what are we going to be doing? Let's find out. Anyway, this, this guy, the dragon, the serpent, the devil, the Satan, bound. This angel, verse 3, threw him into the abyss and locked it, and sealed it over. Now, how you, I mean, I don't understand all that, you know. I don't know, it's a spiritual thing. We'll have to kind of see how that works this way out later. But it's definitely bound with chains. I mean, I mean, John's seeing this. Keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were ended. Hmm. After that, now I don't get this part, okay? I don't understand why the Lord would do this, but... He must be set free for a short time. What? Why would you? That's like grabbing your enemy. Gotcha. And then go, okay, go ahead. What? What are you, are you, are you, what what? Remember when your brother had you pinned down? He was tapping on your, you know, remember that? Oh, you don't remember that. I do. It was bad. My brother took me out. You know who he is, right? Small, short, set guy. That he'd peck on me and you know, say it now. If he didn't say it now. I'd, Mom, daddy, you You know, this day was terrible, right? Remember, remember? Yeah. yeah. I tried to get him to preach the other day. He better come quickly. He better come. Set free for a short time. I wonder why the Lord does that. Verse 4. I saw thrones. <laughs> John's seeing all these thrones. Do you like thrones? Do you like crowns? Do you like making decisions? Oh, oh, now, now we're starting to get somewhere here. Hold on. Do you like making decisions? Maybe you don't. Are you a leader, follower? I mean, come on. You like me to say. You, you like. You know what you want to eat today, right? Did you make something? Do you know what you're going to, to get, get? I mean, you make it. We all make decisions, right? I make every day. I make a decision every day. Driving home from work, I'm like, it's right there on the right hand side, 287 and 35, right there on the right. It's just, it's a big, it's got a big sign, blinks. I don't even care if I need. I don't care if I need a quarter tank. I, if I don't need any fuel. I'm stopping. I'm stopping. I make decisions every day. The reason you go through all these difficulties and you learn things from other people and you go through these things is because, you know, you can't take somebody where you haven't been. Does that make sense? Let me tell you about this judge I know. We're going to get to the other part in a second. This judge is all truth. He never makes a bad ruling. Never. Never. He has never sinned. He knows all, sees all, understands all. Now, what judge knows that? Thinking Judge Judy knows a, pretty, a lot about uh, she, she's something. She's on fire sometimes. He's the judge of all the earth. His word is the standard. You want to know what he judges by? Right, right here. That's why the Ten Commandments years ago, when they were up in the classroom, they took them down because when you walk by it, that's the rule. <laughs> they didn't like. No one likes to have all those rules all the time, right? Well, here is the rule. That's the standard. This judge knows every intent of every heart. We all have things we want to do, right? We all have sometimes we're kind of things that we do for certain reasons that we do certain things. And so the Lord knows all these things. So I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. That are the saints of all the ages. That's you. That's me. I'm thinking back in the Bible. I go, okay, what kind of judges were there? You know, there was Eli, the priest. I remember, he had those two sons that were very bad. Remember Eli, the judge? And he sat there and found out that, you know, the ark was taken, and he fell off his chair and broke his you know, That was Eli. Like, eh, he wasn't a very good judge. That wasn't very good. And I thought, well, Samuel, he's a pretty good judge, right? Awesome. Sons didn't turn so good, but he was awesome. Then, you know, you have, like, Deborah, you know, there's all kinds of judges in the book of Judges, but the judge, I'm thinking about the one that wears that black robe that's in between the palm trees that says, come in, on me, you know, you had the two pe- people debating, right? And it says, I, I judge for this person here, the, you know, plaintiff or whoever the defendant. Deborah did that. She's pretty awesome. And you go through there looking for judges, and then you're thinking, yeah, we get the judge? How are you making decisions? What will you be deciding? What are we going to be doing on these thrones? And I saw, John says, the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They're sitting on thrones. They had not worshipped the beast or his image. These are believers. Had not received the mark on their foreheads or on their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ. They came to life. What does that mean? When you die, your body goes in the grave, right? Your bones, right? You've seen, right? I mean, You're dead. You're, you're gone. Your spirit leaves your body. We believe immediately goes to either heaven or hell. It's one of those things where because your your spirit lives forever. You ever look into a dog's eyes? It's like this this hollow. It's like, hello, hello. They're thinking, you know, pop-tart, pop-tart, you know. That's all they're thinking, you know. Dog biscuit, dog biscuit. But you look into someone's eyes and you see in their soul. Isn't that something? Isn't that, that, there's something there. Isn't that wild? The eye gate of your, this is your eye gate. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Careful, little eyes, what you see. Remember that? It's so true. It is so true. As a man thinks, so he is. Back to our sermon. What are we talking about here? I get all sidetracked. So these, they came to life. They're body and their soul come back together, and they're given a new spiritual body. Remember when Jesus walked through the the door or walked through the wall? Hey, guys. Heart, remember? Hey, you got any fish? That tastes good. See you later. Well, the door's still locked. What happened? I don't know how that works. It's a glorified body. It talks about that in Corinthians 15, somewhere in there. You know, some fish have this type of you know, skin. Is fish and, this, and the animals had this type of skin, and we have this. He talked about all this spiritual body thing. Pretty awesome. Read it sometimes. Great. So they will reign. Let's say they came and reigned with Christ a thousand. years. That's right. We're going to be reigning. The rest of the dead did not come to life. Who is that? Those unbelievers, right? They're still in the grave. Their body, and then their the other ones are they're in the compartment, what we call Hades. This is the first resurrection. Now, blessed are the holy, are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with Him for a thousand years. God's preparing you to reign. That's why I like to read the life of David, the things that David went through, because he learned so much out in the desert. Maybe right now you're in the desert. Maybe right now you just don't feel like, you just feel like everything's against you. Everybody's against you. You just feel like it's dry. You just feel like no one's cares. You just feel like you're all, all by yourself. You just you just feel like, you know, I can also start, start preaching here in a second, but anyway. Does that make sense? It's kind of like Israel. When they disobeyed. I keep reading even this morning. It was like, He was there, but his face was turned. He's there. He's always there. He wants you to learn something through all that. I don't know what. I don't know what. All I know is the things I went through, I learned patience. He got rid of pride. Still battle that every day, right? The things I went through are for a specific reason, because he is taking me and making me a Aren't diamonds in the rough? Remember that thing when you were a kid, you got the little rock thing, the tumbler thing that shines off rocks? Remember that little, little thing? You got? You know, I did. Tumbler rock. And you go, oh, you love my God. That's what he's doing. He's taking all the rough spots. Aren't we all a little bit rough? I mean, come on, go to a restaurant with me. You're like, man, that's rough. <laughs> you got to work on that. Yeah. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. What a mighty change. In my life. Yeah. He sang it in Cleveland. Get good time. Eating pickles and peppermint sticks. <laughs> Did you get one yet? We're going to have one this next Christmas. All the way out the door. Pickles and. Greg, you're on that next year. got it. The pickle man. All right, now, verse 7. We've got to hurry up here. When the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth. You know, the sad part of this, is I got done, and I had like, I had like a sad face, I am on a little sad face. After all this, we r- rule and reign for a thousand years. Jesus is here, and there's peace on the earth, and it's awesome. I'm thinking that if you don't feel well, I'll just go, I'll just to touch you you to see you. You're good. He's right there. Isaiah says there's no more sickness during that time. I'm like, are you kidding me? It says it. Well, we, already we already know that when we go away. But there's no more sickness because the king's there. You're 506 something years old. You're still feeling good. You're jumping around. Yeah, It's just great. But then it comes to a close. And at the end, then everybody starts going crazy again. Satan's released, and they turn on the Lord. How? You know what that tells me? The depravity of man. You ever notice inside? Sometimes you just like you get have a great day and reading the Bible, praying. Oh, my God, God is going to church. Like praise God. Then you go outside and then and the world happens out there, right? Someone says something, does something, and then you want to you want to get your dupes up. Not you. You never want to do that. It, like your check is missing. You worked all week, you get no check. It's okay, you didn't have it anyway. And then, well, you sort of all about money. Where's my union steward right now? I want my money. I ain't leaving without well, it. Could at least be a day. Get you in the mail next day if we don't lose it. But so, we work. right? Don't tell me. Don't look at me all holy. When the money don't come in, we're on it. Mo- something about money. Right? So how do we deal with all that? Man, life is just so short. So anyway, they will go out to see the nations in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog. What in the world is that? Gog and Magog. Gog is from Magog. Okay, I'm still not getting it. <laughs> Gog is from Magog. Remember the boat? There was eight people on it. Everybody else on the earth was dead. Noah and his wife and three sons. Gog came from Japheth, one of the sons of Noah. Lives up toward the Caspian Sea and the Black Sea. up in the You see how the Bible puts everything together? This is craziness. All these people groups they're going to come and march up to Jerusalem for this one final showdown. And they're going to be like a showdown. Or like something, is going to go like, and it's like toast them all. But anyway, uh, you know, right? We're going, to, we're going to fight Jesus. We're going to fight Jesus. Are you really? Really? I'm not going. I'm staying home. You're going to do what? You're going to go fight Jesus. Okay. Have fun. I think he created everything. I think you can kind of go, bye, right? I mean, I'm just thinking, we're going to fight who? So here, where are we? Boy, oh, boy. Oh, Gog and Magog, that's right. They gather them together for battle in number. We're thinking Gog is like a prince that comes from that people group. And because, you know, the population's up through there. Think about it. The ark landed on Mount Ararat, right? And so then the people had to populate, right? So they're, they're starting to populate where? In those areas, correct? you got to think about where people come from. Where did you come from, right? Your, your ancestry, right? We've all come from somewhere. So this Gog and Magog, Gog came from Magog up around the area, and he gathered them from battle. In number, they were like the sand on the seashore. Wow. They marched across the breadth of the earth, surrounded the camp of God's people. That's Jerusalem, the city he loves. He loves Jerusalem. But fire came down from heaven and devoured them, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. Wait a second, how did they already get there? Revelation nineteen twenty. God gets them and says, "Lake of fire." Now, a quick side note. Side note. Genesis chapter ten. Remember when Abraham stood there? And looked down after the morning, he saw dense smoke rising from the earth. Remember Solomon and Gomorrah? Fire and brimstone. That's just a taste of what that's going to be like. Isn't that amazing? So the Lord breathes down fire. In the devil, verse 10, will deceive them, thrown into the lake of fire, burning sulfur. And then it says here, they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. I don't get that. But it's there. Tormented forever and ever. That really ought to send me to my knees. That pauses for a reason. We really don't understand what it's going to be like on the other side. Did you realize that consequences are eternal? We teach those kids in school all the time. I actually went back Friday. I, was, I don't know why I did it. I just did it just for fun. I went back and subbed a half a day just for fun. I was. I called the so Hey, give me a half day. She's like, "Are you kidding me?" No, I put it. So she got me half a day. I jumped in the classroom. I was like, "Oh my gosh, the kids are still doing the same things." And that, and there was, and there was one of our own. That's right. He's over there in that computer class. He's doing I don't know what he's doing. He's doing something. And, and so I was like, "Hey, everybody!" And I went, I, what, I, what I wanted to do is go see all my friends again. So I just kept stopping. Hey, how you man? What's going on, man? See you man. You, where you been? I don't know. See you later, man. Yeah, yeah. It was great. I had a great. But isn't it amazing? It's just amazing how time is flying and how the Lord is continuing to show us is revealing Himself, and He's revealing Himself through here. But it says here, they'll be tormented day and night. And I look around all these kids, and I look around all these people, I look around my neighborhood, I'm thinking, do they know? Do they really know? Should make me. Uh, should make me cry. It really should. Then I saw a great white throne, verse eleven. Who was and who uh, and him who was seated on it, the earth and the heavens fled from his presence. I wonder who that is. The earth and heaven fled, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Did you know? Did you you ever do a diary? Did you ever do a diary? 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 So I'm in the attic at the house, right? Years ago, I'm looking through. I'm in there, just kind of, you know, up there, just lights on, clean things out, and and I notice his diaries in there. It's Sharon's diary. Oh my (laughs) (laughs) gosh! Oh, there he was. I saw him walking in church that day. No, I just kidding. Just kidding. She didn't have (laughs) it. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Write down your deepest thoughts. Oh, diary. Tomorrow be better. Yeah, my mom said that and dad did this. And I was at school and she said that and this happened here. And there. Did you ever do that? You ever log things in? Some of you do that. Did you know that every idle word you speak has been written down? Now, when you accept Christ as your Savior, and if it was bad, he just wipes it away, wash. Thank God, hallelujah, that book is lost, covered. You're covered. I can go crazy with that one, but we won't. But if not, if you're not covered, your book is is. I don't know how big it is. Hopefully it's a little mini pamphlet. But I got a feeling it's a gigantic book. Because sometimes this thing right here, Of course, you'd never do anything right. you never say anything right. No, never. Because you just keep it under control. All of a sudden, it just starts going crazy. I know, it's very dra- dramatized, but our tongue gets us in trouble. No, it, it really gets us in trouble. Really bad. No. Really, really bad. Not you. Just me. Because you're thinking something and you know, don't don't say it. You know, but you want to so bad. Because you want to be right. And you know you're right. You're gonna let it be No. You want the last word. You want it, you deserve it. You, you deserve it. Right? Yeah, you just get on out there by yourself and enjoy. Because, man, I ain't going there no more. I ain't doing it. Because it gets you in trouble. Then you got to go before the throne. Then you got to repair all that. That takes sometimes a day, weeks, years to repair. I'm just telling you, we got to get control of this thing. If you don't, that book just keeps on. I don't, who, I don't know who's doing the role recording. I guess Jesus is. He's like, oh, my gosh, we're this pen out. He keeps records. And these books are opened up. Get the visual. We need to have them here one year. Heaven's gates, hell's flames I need to be here in this church. They use the congregation to put on the play. They come in. It's really pretty cool. If you haven't seen it, it's really pretty cool. Imagine, let's say you're not saved and you're, it's your turn to meet the master. Let's just say, all right, nervous here because we're all good to go. But let's say you're an unbeliever, and you're like, eh, I ain't got time for that, and you, you die, and all of a sudden now you're in, you're in hell, and then now it's this is the great white throne judgment, and you're standing there, and there's nobody around but you and the judge, and angel, and he goes, oh, hello, Butch, how you doing? Butch, 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 oh my, butch. And your whole life goes before your eyes. And he says, I never knew you. I never knew But Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me. Depart. Three words you never want to hear. I know. We have to go here, right? Okay. Keep going. Another book was opened. Okay, so there's this Lamb's Book of Life, which has all the names of the ones who are saved, right? Hey, there they are, the graduates. Too. Look at that, There's Alex and Grace right up in front, the graduates. Way to go, way to go. That's awesome. All the ones of all ages. Praise God. Then there's these other books. (sighs) All right. Oh, my gosh. Was opened, which is the book of life, And the dead were judged according to what they had done, recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it. I guess there's dead in the sea. And death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. Okay. And each person was judged according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire, and the lake of fire is the second death. Mm. And guess what? There's no appeals. (laughs) Uh, Judge, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to appeal to the judge. Uh, No appeals. Sorry. Sorry. I think the angel is going to wrap you up and throw you out. Because you got the wrong clothes on. You got the wrong clothes on. Remember, we talked about that a couple weeks ago? You got the wrong. Who? What? Oh, remember that little passage talks about. I need to read that. I just need to read that. Matthew 7. Why? I don't know. I just need to read it. I don't know. Just do as I'm instructed. Here we go. Matthew 7. Oh, here it is. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate. And broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many, many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrows the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Now, I had this thought driving down the street the other day. If Satan, his objective is to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. And this is the end days. Guess in those people, many, many, then those three things will be on the rampage. Is there stealing going on? Lots of it. I mean, wow. Wow, if you only knew the things were stolen every day. Stealing, killing. Is killing on the rise? I don't know. I haven't checked the stats. Must be. Steal, kill, and lie. Is lying on the rampage? You know anybody that lies? Do you? Anyway, just a thought. And anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Well, that great white throne judgment, that's not for us. Remember, we would have had our judgment. We leave, go to heaven, the judgment seat of Christ. He goes, hey! Hey! Wow! Wow, Scott! Good job! Get a big crown, jewels, man! Way to go, baby! Hey, five talents. Go have five. Take care of five. Six. Good job! That's awesome. Sharon, oh Sharon. Well, not bad. Little thin little thing. That little coin. Yeah, I'll take that coin. Yeah, you're all right. Uh, follow Scott. He'll have something for you to do. But enjoy, enjoy my kingdom. Love you so much. Right? I don't know. I'm just thinking. We're going to get our rewards in heaven. My question is, what your rewards look like? There's a little parable. We'll finish with this. Matthew 25, 31 talks about the sheep and the goats. Now I should have went this more research than I didn't. I, had, I got I ran out of time this week and how it is. But sheep and goats. I guess you separate. They probably ain't, do they stay good in the pen together. They probably don't. I don't know. But Jesus here in this little parable says this. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. That's going to be a sight there. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. The king will say on his right, come. The sheep's on the right, the goats on the left. He's separating them. Oh, he's separating them. doing what he needs to do. And he talks to the sheep. He says, "Hey, um, you know, for I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me." You know what I'm saying? Remember that little part of scripture? And they're going, well, when did we see you, Jesus, needing clothes? When did we see you, hungry? He goes, ah, what you've done to the least one of these, you've done to me. So I'm thinking, okay, I go out here. The guy on the road, you know, he's got a little sign. We'll work for food. Give him $5. Here you go, man. Or better than that, let's go to to lunch together. High five. And you you got yourself some, this is good. And we should do those type of things, right? I never give money to people. I always say, let's go down here. Does that make sense? I don't get to give them cash because I know the depravity of man. They go back and, well, anyway. So, anyway, so I look at this another way today. Look at this a different way. Instead of looking at, like, the thing of helping somebody to get your jewels, what we're going to do, we need to do, look at it this way. Did the gospel change that person? did the gospel really change your life? Has it? You can sit at home right now, get yourself a little those little pieces, you know, a little pencil and paper, and sit down and think, did, did, has this really ever really, is, has it really changed your life? Has it really ever? Because if it has, then you're a sheep. If it hasn't, then you're a goat. That's my take on it for today. That's a different twist. Has it really, really changed your life? Because if it changes your life, then things are changing. Right? Your tongue is starting to speak less bad things. You want to build somebody up, your, your thoughts are starting to change, your, your actions are starting to change. Your, you wanted to help other people instead of always yourself. Or, does that make sense? The go- this gospel is very sharp. That's why not everybody wants to follow it, because it's sharp. It's a two-edged sword. And you've got to ask yourself, who's my neighbor? Isn't that great? Well, (laughs) who's my neighbor? (laughs) Guess who your neighbor is? It's anybody you come in contact with. (sighs) (laughs) Now you told me, now I'm responsible. Anybody, anybody. Now, I haven't come in, into contact with anybody in Ethiopia lately. My son did last week. A kid who was in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia? Ethiopia. What are you doing in Ethiopia? You have these kids hanging on and stuff, and he's videoing stuff. And that's his neighbor because he came in contact with those kids from Ethiopia. Isn't that crazy? So, here it is. This is it. We'll go home. Who have you helped this week? Who have you shared the gospel with? (laughs) Let me break it down a little more than that. We must all verbally... Let me help you here, okay? We must all verbally communicate the gospel daily. Oh, Pastor James, I just live the life. And the people see, they see the good life. Oh, they see Jesus. They see Him. They see Him. Yeah, they see. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. Let me have a little farther. Let me read this again for you, okay? We all must verbally speak the word of life. Now you're duly notified. Sound good? Because, do you have something special? You have, you have the most precious gift. I'm telling you, you've got the most precious gift ever. The Holy Spirit. You have the Word of God. You have the, I could go somewhere with that. But it's time to go. And now we know. Because there's coming a day when the Lord will reign and rule for a thousand years and we'll be reigning with Him. The question is, are you ready to reign? Have you prepared yourself to reign and rule? Are you teachable? Are you pliable? Are you able to be taught? And have you made yourself ready to stand in His presence?